Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's quarter of way to three at ECNZ. A wonderful Thursday afternoon here in Auckland and uh, the tennis is back on track and Norrie, who oh, is broken already, to zip up. In the first set against the American Giron. So there you go, Cam Norrie on centre court, and the big left hander is starting to unwind. But we're talking cycling. We're talking the New Zealand Cycling Classic because our man Julian Innocent's back on the line after hopefully a less torrid day in the conditions, Julian. Sorry, just broke up there. I think you're asking about the conditions, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just I was I was praying and hoping it was less torrid today for the cyclists. Yeah, sorry, we're just on our way back from Marston after a big tough stage once again today. Blustery conditions. It was a bit of rain earlier this morning, but uh, nothing to speak of in consideration to what we experienced yesterday. But it was the wind that played its factor today, and that allowed for a few riders to get off the front early on and try and make their bid for glory into Martinborough. So yesterday we had a, a pretty good performance, well, a super performance with James Orham. Who stepped up today? Well, James Oren's team once again today, they knew exactly what they needed to do. And that, of course, now that they've moved up in the pro ranks, they had to try and control things and show the guys how it's done. They did a fantastic job of that to ensure that James stayed in yellow at the end of the day. But there was a number of riders and teams themselves that were stepping up today and trying to get their opportunity off the front. The likes of your Camden Finks of uh, Oxford Edge, who at the end of the day is now leading in the Sprint Ace jersey. The Australian Sean Moran did a great ride off the front for the majority of the day, and uh, he took out the best build construction KOM jersey for the Tandem Pro team. Now, they had a, a lot of difficulties yesterday, a lot of mechanical sickness in the team. So for Sean and his team to bounce back today was a fantastic effort, and he's pretty stoked with that. And then you got the likes of young Jack Aiken from the St. George team, two days running, getting the most aggressive jersey. And that's the rider who seemed to be able to animate the race, and uh, he's uh, he couldn't really back in the peloton because he's basically Julian just heading through Masterton there so he's probably just had a bit of a black spot we'll uh, fix that up in the kitchen there and let you know uh, the most aggressive jersey imagine that if other sports oh he's fallen off he's gone through a black spot the most aggressive jersey uh, imagine if other sports had that as an award the most aggressive player on the court the most aggressive player on the field um, how, great to hear that there's so many Australians here as well, though. I think that's really important. And the, the New Zealand Cycle Classic does this. It manages to get a uh, a good smattering of people from all around the world. Teams are big. There are a lot of teams. And they really take it seriously. So stage two is done today. And we're just hoping, hopefully we'll be able to get Julian back on the other side because he's just gone through a bit of a black spot. But hopefully he does pop out eventually and we can finish off our chat with him and find out what we need to look forward to tomorrow. Stage two is done. Marston and Martinborough back to Marston. Uh, stage three takes them up through Tafaro, uh, through to Admirable Hill. Stage four, the Mirama Circuit. Stage five, Wellington 
Criterium zooming around the 1.6 circuit. Ah, oh, beautiful stuff. That'd be great viewing stage five. Uh, there you go. It's a great event. We'll hopefully catch up with Julian Innocent on the other side of this. We're 12 minutes away from three. We'll shoot off and be back, and hopefully he's come out of that black spot so we can finish off our chat around the New Zealand Cycle Classic for Thursday, the 12th of January. Six minutes away from three o'clock, ECNZ. Hey, this is exciting. Coming up after 4.30 today, Opie Bosson. The one, the only Opie Bosson is going to take a call from us, and I reckon we're going to quiz him about his Krakamillion rides and see if we can get the good oil out of him. But we've got our man. He's cruising through uh, a few black spots in the middle there of the country, so no worries at all. Julian Innocent's back on the line to continue chatting cycling. How you going, Jill? I'm um, good, and that hopefully everything uh, holds on for us this time. Yeah, cool. Well, we got kind of the rundown of today before you cut off. Now, what does that leave for tomorrow, and how does it set up the rest of the Classic from here? Yeah, well, today didn't have a huge impact in terms of the overall general classification, other than the fact that a few of those time bonuses, it's just tightened things up even slightly more on that. So there's, it's still wide open going into tomorrow's stage, but as I've mentioned early on in the uh, yesterday's interview there, that tomorrow the Queen stage has a lot of climbing, and, that, and that's where we're going to see some of the light riders on the front there trying to get themselves up those hills as quick as they can and put themselves into that yellow. So Orem, as he said to me just earlier today, said we're going to have to try and get our team to the base of that hill and then hold on for that climb, which is about 10K in the final sort of climb up the uh, main hill of the day. So it's 155 kilometres, the Queen stage, and as you say, that steep hilltop on Admiral Admiral Hill here in Gladstone, does it really separate the pack? Is that kind of moving day in this uh, like yeah. in this event? Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. I think uh, given the facts, I mean, we talk about Admiral's Hill being uh, very challenging, but it's actually even 30, 40K worth of climbing prior to that, and uh, last year, these riders went around a lot of those uh, climbs around Gladstone, and they've got a zigzag back and forth over those. So they've done a fair bit of climbing before they even hit the base of that final climb of the day. So it's going to take a lot out of the legs. That wind continues to pick up. That makes it just as equally as challenging for them as well. So I think tomorrow, certainly, we will get a, a really good, sharp idea of who are the key players going into the uh, final two stages into Wellington. One thing I was going to ask you there, Julian, was before you mentioned a couple of the Aussies, how, how many internationals do we have competing? Yeah, so we've got 15 teams all up, and uh, there are 10 nations actually represented this year. And that, I mean, they're from Guam, they're from Thailand. We've got a, a young rider from the Netherlands and that who's absolutely loving his time. He's based in, the, in Thailand for about six months of the year with his racing. Um, he said to me today, he said, of course, this is just like back in the Netherlands for him. But of course, he's missing the heat of uh, back in Asia and that where he's been doing a lot of his racing with the Rujai insurance team. Um, there's a team from Germany that are involved in the tour and that as well. And quite a significant group of Australians. So, of course, the Australians and that history tells us and that they've shown us over the years that with the likes of the Robbie McEwens and so forth and that there that have actually taken out this tour, that they're always keen to try and play a, a hard game of racing here. Yeah, they're aggressive by nature, those Aussies, aren't they? Uh, that's awesome to hear the the smattering of different nations that we've got involved. And the other thing I was curious about, the so did you say the most aggressive jersey, or the the was that was that the name of the the, the jersey? That yes, just... yes, we got the yeah the MCS Communications most aggressive jersey. So uh, most aggressive, most combative. It's uh, a jersey that exists in a, a lot of tours. Uh, sometimes they might uh, give them a uh, a red number to ride the following day. 
they're basically considered to be a rider who's uh, been proactive in the race. They don't necessarily take out the stage. They could, and that, uh, but they're just trying to animate the race. And that might be right from the very start of the stage. It might be partway through. And so their judges out there on the road just keeping an eye on that. And then they have to make a decision as to who they're going to award that to. Brilliant. That's awesome. I love that. I think that is, that's a, a great innovation, and I'm glad to hear other tours are doing that as well. I think that's brilliant, Julian. Hey, awesome stuff, mate. Uh, hopefully we can chat again tomorrow before the weekend on moving day. I'm looking forward to hearing how these cyclists go up that gnarly hill uh, there in the, the central. Um, amazing stuff, mate. Get back to your drive and, and get home safe. Yeah, we look forward to it. Thanks very much.